to Warrior Talk, the voice of Little Rock Christian Academy, a.k.a. Warriorville. This is Gary Arnold, your head of school. Every week we want to grab eight minutes of your time to share an insight on school, education, parenting, and building community in the grace and truth of Jesus. This past summer, Mrs. Ann Shami, our head of the lower school, asked her teachers to, to read a New York Times bestseller entitled Blessings of a Skin Knee by Dr. Wendy Mogul, a brilliant child psychologist. The title says it all. Skin knees are a blessing, a blessing in disguise. And her second book, The Blessing of a B Minus, underscores the same point. It's okay to take a hit. It just helps us grow up. And it's on that note that we bring to you Warrior Talk number four, which explores another five-star book entitled How to Raise an Adult. I have Ann Shawmy and Dr. Justin Smith with me today, and I've asked them to share their insights on this most difficult yet most blessed job in the world, raising kids to be an adult. All right, now flash back to Warrior Talk number one, where I quoted Dr. Wendy Mogul from her book when she says, you know, let's not prepare the road for the child. Let's prepare the child for the road. I really want you to think about that. In light of our theme this year from John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. What are we doing? We're preparing children for the way and not the way for the child. That's really an important distinction. So give that some thought. And now let's listen to what Ann Shami has to say. You know, Dr. Arnold, I was thinking about that quote, don't prepare the road for your child, but prepare your child for the road. And as I read the book, How to Raise an Adult, I think three things probably resonated with me. And isn't it funny that three things and three things keeps coming up this year? Hmm. Well, I think the three things that resonated with me were the first one is really dinner time. And um, in my house, we called it supper. But using that time to really listen and hear from our children and sometimes I think as moms we feel like oh I've got to have this great dinner prepared it's not about what we're having for dinner it's about who we're having dinner with and so it is that opportunity to sit down as a family and talk through what happened that day talk through just um, the the joys of your family and celebrate each other and also just really feel with each other about the days, but also to find out what our children really like, what they really, what makes their eyes light up. And I think when you do that, you get to know your children, and then you can really f invest in those things that they want to invest in and see their gifting. I think the second thing probably is chores. You know, I had a lot of chores growing up. And for some reason in my house, my dad would say to us, that's what family members do. We help each other. And so I had daily chores where I made my bed every day or cleaned my room. But I also had weekly chores. And a weekly chore could be I take the trash can to the curb. And then there were chores which probably were the ones I didn't love the most, but those were the chores where we were outside raking the leaves or bagging the leaves, just things we did as a family all together. 
And we just knew that's what we did as being a part of the family. So find chores that your children can do and allow them to do them. And then accept the job they get that you get when they do it, but understand that they are working together as a family member and working hard. And then the last thing, and we tell our children this at the end of the day a lot, but play. Just good unstructured play. Children need to play. And we hear it often, but gone are the days when we used to go outside and just run and play in our neighborhood. And that is true. But children still need unstructured play. They need time to referee between each other. They need time to work things out. They need to learn how to um, get along with people that don't see things the same way they do. There's a quote in the book that Dr. Smith reminded me of, and it says, when there are adults there directing things, it's really not play. So kind of just allow our children step away, give them the freedom to work things out. You know, I read another book one time, and it said children learn valuable lessons for the boardroom on the playground. So let's just allow our children to learn some things in ways that could be hard for us as parents but will allow them to be adults later in life. Well, Dr. Arnold, thank you for having us on the podcast again. I'm so eager to talk about this book, How to Raise an Adult. You know, this book I've recommended to many friends and families over the past four years, and I think it's a crucial, seminal text that all parents should read, whether you are a parent of an elementary, middle school, junior high, or high school student. There are nuggets of wisdom sprinkled throughout this entire book. Julie Lithcott-Hames really hit a home run on this book. If we think we're raising children, then, then what we'll have in the end is just that, children. Instead, our task is to raise adults, and that's really the premise of this book. Julia Lithcott-Hames addresses how we as parents could, in fact, raise adults, not just maintaining children. A couple of things that I would like to really hone in on um, on this podcast, the idea of keeping our kids safe and sound, that is something that is um, continually as parents, uh, continually running through our minds. And that's really important. But we also have to balance that tension with allowing them to take risks, to explore. If we prevent our children from le- from learning how to navigate the world beyond our front yard, it will only come back to haunt them later on when they feel frightened, bewildered, lost, or confused. There is such value in unstructured play time for children at early ages. They don't need a referee for everything. Let your kids decide how and what to play. Let them use their imaginations to create the rules to the game, to work things out in the front yard or out on the playground. One of the one of the aspects of this book that we applied in our family was this idea of teaching our our children life skills at an early age kindergarten, first grade, we decided that we were going to take our children to Walmart and have them pick out an alarm clock. And we taught them how to set the alarm clock. And so from an early age, they have been waking themselves up each morning. We think that's an important skill. It also alleviates the stress that families often feel trying to get out the door and into school on time. Other things like laying out their clothes the night before, making their beds, making meals, packing their own lunch. These are all things that students can do from an early age, and it really does empower them to be problem solvers. Other aspects of this book 
that were really important to me as an educator, teaching students how to think, teaching your kids how to think. One of the things that we're combating all the time, especially at um, preparatory schools, is the idea of perfectionism. Perfectionism is not the, the only enemy of the good. It is the enemy of adulthood. Sometimes we overprotect. Sometimes we overdirect. Sometimes we handhold. At certain milestones throughout your child's life, you as a parent want to begin to back off, not step out of the picture, but step to the side and allow them to to work to work their plans out. The Yale, a Yale admissions director said, I see a continuing tendency to play it safe, to view what they're doing here as kind of a career building step. It leads them to a perfectionism and a reluctance to experiment, fail, or push back, and it actually serves them poorly in the long haul. And from the Stanford admissions office, they said students have a difficulty contending with the open-ended and uncertain and just wanted to continue in the manner in which they had grown accustomed, which was to be very good at delivering on what they were told to do. So think about this. Think about this idea. The mountain climber takes pride in planting his flag at the top because it took a lot to get there. If he took a helicopter, it wouldn't feel the same. So in facilitating success, parents are paradoxically guaranteeing that a kid can't achieve it on his own. I think one of the important things to walk away from this book in knowing is there there are two things that children should get from their parents roots and wings well thank you ann and justin as we close today let me share with you four titles that you want to check out on your own the first one is uh the blessings of a skin knee by wendy mogul and then the second one is how to raise an adult the book that we've been exploring today by julie lithcott hames third book would be entitled The Coddling of the American Mind, subtitled How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. And then the fourth book is kind of a classic from the 20th century, a book by child psychologist David Elkind. Uh, I was really influenced by this. The title is called The Hurried Child, Growing Up Too Fast, Too Soon. Well, join us next week for another edition of Warrior Talk, and thank you for tuning in.